Hi guys. Hi guys. Hey. Welcome back to Tea and a Spliff. We are drinking a tea. Smoking a spliff. We Talking about are. life. Exactly. <laughs> we hope you are too. And we hope you're ready to listen to what we have to say. She can't get the lighter to work. Oh, she can. <laughs> we have fire. We have fire. Great. Um, How are you feeling, guys? September, yeah, 2021. It's almost over. It's It's almost over. done. How has that happened so fast? I don't know. Like, the first part of this year took so long to go, and now the year is just like done. Yeah, every type of month starts, it's done. Like, it'll be the like probably the first three days of every month, and then like somehow you're in the 20s. I know. Like, there there are no middle days. It's just going. I it just know. flashes past. I just. What's the date? Today's the twenty fifth. I don't even. Twenty fifth. Yeah, the twenty fifth. Damn. Happy birthday, Tarek, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Tarek Bangbang. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode is about mental health, which we've all experienced. Well, the thing you know what really gets me about mental health, right, is that people talk about mental health like it's a thing you have, like it's a thing that you get. But yeah. mental health is, is your life. Yeah, like physical health. Yeah, for mental sure. health. Everyone has mental health. Like, how are you doing mentally? You know. Whereas I talk to a lot of people, and people are like, I don't have mental health. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have mental health? Everyone has <laughs> mental health. You mean you don't have mental health issues? Problems. Yeah. 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 It's a scale, isn't it? Yeah. Which you know we have a lot of. So that's why we're here to talk about it. We are for sure. Giles gonna go first. Go, Giles. Um, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> Sitting in the uh, shrinks. Yeah, chair. I was just gonna say I'm like on the sofa. Yeah, the stereotypical just little therapy sofa. But um, I am. I'm you know, living, trying to do okay. But honestly, like life is just kind of piling up, and it's like, how many punches can you take and still smile? For real, it's just Damn. like I don't even know. Yeah, it. it's, it's just wild. it's just like. My ignoring tactic isn't really working anymore because it's like no constant blows that you can't just dodge. Like before it was like, you know, a punch every couple, every couple that you had time to like recover. But no, it's just like, no, I actually think it's just been like consistent punches and it just doesn't stop like that Chinese water torture thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is literally every day. And then it turns you crazy. Because it's literally just been like, oh, bang, uh, you got cancer. Oh, no, not even you got cancer. Bang, you got this, you got that, you got cancer. You got to go to England. You got it, like your health insurance is going to pay. Oh, they're not going to pay for as much as you thought. Soz. It's and one then, thing after another. Oh, you can't do this. You need to raise like 100K to even have start the treatment. And now it's like, your blood you have to have a blood transfusion because yeah, you can't like, take the chemo like what the fuck yeah it's just like um i had to fight to get to the treatment i know every bad side effect that could happen is happening so then it like incurs all these extra costs that obviously like we don't think about because we have the nhs or some type of healthcare in plan no no not healthcare in plan healthcare in place yeah and like no my body's just like reacting to the chemo negatively and they're like oh this is like a super rare reaction like we don't even know why why you're reacting so badly and then like i need so tell us like like, what's what's been happening like 
the recent thing? Well, I started chemo and I only did one round, even though I'm in, I just finished my second round of radiation mm-hmm. because my body was just like physically too weak to take another chemo infusion. And like, it's so crazy to me because I'm on a low dose chemo. Mm-hmm. I'm not like on the strong ones that like... A lot of people get. Yeah. And my body still can't take that. Like, <laughs> it's just shriveling. But, like, we went in to get the next round of chemo and, like, my kidney function had dropped, like, drastically because she told me that, like, it went from 180 the Friday when they did the blood test to 74 the Monday. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realise it was that. Yeah, like, I know it was bad, but when you put figures on it. super bad. She only told me these figures, like, yesterday, but it dropped a lot. And then, like, my hemoglobin count dropped and, like... I was super dehydrated to the point that they couldn't find my veins on Monday. Yeah, like, but you were fucked up for that whole week after your first chemo session. Yeah, it was horrible. I've just, I was so tired and so nauseous and like, I felt like my soul was being ripped from my body. Like I literally felt like a corpse just walking around. Like there were times I had to literally go downstairs and like, <laughs> your mom was downstairs and I just lay, well not like lay, but I like sat at the table and just like, planted my face in the table and just lay across it and she just like came and rubbed my back and like I couldn't sit up I couldn't like talk to her to tell her what was wrong I couldn't do anything I just like needed somebody to touch me and like Mm -hmm. I felt Mm -hmm. to the point of like I need somebody to be there that if I die somebody knows I'm dead like that's how bad I felt like I just needed somebody to know that I didn't want to be up in that room I was so she was like I might take her to A&E yeah I was so sick and like I was so scared that I was actually just gonna die like I could feel my body stopping functioning like lifting my legs was so hard I couldn't like because the radiation makes you need to like um pee a lot because it's irritating your stomach your stomach and stuff I like coming up and on the stairs I had to literally stop and sit on the stairs so many times where, like, I'd call Rashad crying and I'm just like, can you come and get me? Like, I can't get up the stairs. Or, like, I would call him and I couldn't even say, come get me. Like, I just called him in silence and, like, he would know he had to come. Mm. How have you been dealing with that, though? It's been really hard. And then, like, I think the hardest part is seeing everybody see how bad I am because I kind of was like, well, maybe I'm just dramatic. Like, people go through chemo and, like, they feel yeah Yeah. they feel okay so like am i just being dramatic or like what but then for the nurses to see me when i walked in on monday like i barely walked in on monday and they all looked at me they literally looked horrified and they were just like something's wrong what's Mm. wrong like come and sit down and i lost like i lost four stone in the first week of chemo four stone four kg i mean four kg i was gonna say what no Okay, I don't know. Y'all's, I'd know if you'd lost four weight, Okay, <laughs> I know pounds. I lost um like I lost like twelve pounds in the week. So that's almost what? a stone. That's almost a stone. That's wild. Yeah, I lost. But it. to be fair, I can notice it. Yeah, yeah, like I lost all the weight that I put back on. Yeah, and they literally just like put me in a chair, put me on a drip. They, they were like, "We need to do blood tests. We need to." do like the emergency scan we need to check your kidneys we need to check your bladder we need to see like why you look like this Mm. 
And that's what made me realize, like, oh my gosh, I'm actually, like, sick. And then they told me, like, you're going to need blood. You're going to need stuff because we can't continue treatment on you like this. Mm -hmm. And that's when I called you and I was, like, really freaked out. And I was just, like, something's wrong. And I could have felt something was wrong. But now for them to, like, confirm it and be so worried. Like, I could hear all the doctors in the clinic talking about me. Like, I knew they were all talking about me. And I just started to get really scared. And I was like, I just want to come home. Like, I just I just need you to be. want to lie down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when I finally did get home, like, I felt like it was the last row. The, the, the freaking Uber man stopped at the top of the road by the, by the gate. He didn't even come down to the thing. He didn't come down oh the other God. way. So he stopped at the top. And I was just like, I am going to die in the road. Like, just walking to the house. I don't think I'm going to make it. And like... When I got to the front door, Imran opened the front door and he just looked at me. Imran just looked at me and he just like hugged me and I couldn't hold up myself when he hugged me. Like I just had to fall into the hug. And he was like, do you need something? Do you need me to get you something to eat? And I was like, I need to lay down. And it was so bad. Did you bad. go upstairs or did you Yeah, I went upstairs and I lay down and like, it was so bad. He came upstairs to check on me to like, make sure that I was still alive because it was that bad. So then, obviously, to this week I had, like, the, oh, you don't need the transfusion critically, like, we'll put it off, and then the, like, oh, no, we it. can't continue, like, there are no other alternatives. Because obviously I asked, like, can I do alternatives to the blood transfusion? And, like, my parents, I grew up with Jehovah Witness parents, they don't believe in blood transfusion. Oh my God, I completely forgot. What's your mom saying about this? Well, like, she wants me to live and she said it's, like, my decision. She's never going to, like, discourage me. Jael grew she... up Jehovah Witness for five years? No, like, I don't know. Not the, Not whole, the time. whole time we were here, but I don't know. Six. But, like, from the time we were in England to, like, Barbados and like oh it was yeah because it continued it was sorry. just like yeah I forgot about that as well a very big part of my childhood and like mm. instilled a lot of my values so then obviously I'm just like I want to know about alternatives <laughs> and there were none so then I was freaked out about like what will my parents say like oh babes I didn't even think about yeah that. I was like why am I like they're gonna be disappointed in me but then I'm like scared because I don't want them to withhold the chemo because I'm like I don't want to die so then I talked to them and like obviously they were understanding they were like oh we love you we want you to live like it's your decision you're an adult you need to be the one yeah deciding on this and we'll just support you like no matter what you decide and like having that approval made me feel a lot better and a lot safer but then I'm still scared because then obviously we see the cost of the blood transfusion. By the way, <laughs> you probably didn't know this, but a blood transfusion costs four thousand pounds. Yeah, for like some blood. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's and that's great. just one. Imagine if you needed like another one. Well, I'm getting two units, like two bags. Okay, two bags of blood. But like that price is crazy. So then I was obviously like stressed out when I saw that, and I'm just like, oh my god, we don't have the brachytherapy money, and now there's this other bill on top of that. And like, I'm gonna just plug this again, but we do have a GoFundMe page for Jael to help raise money for her treatment because honestly, like, yeah, we there's yeah. just been so many things. Like even she needs to take these in- injections, and how much do they cost? 
Really? That's seven pound per injection. Yeah. yeah. Injection. When she said seven pound, I was like, oh, that's fine, seven pounds. That's like prescription yeah. price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she was like, no, it's seven pounds <laughs> just for one. And injection. I have to take them every day through my whole treatment to yeah. like prevent blood clots. So that's a lot of money that adds up. Yeah, just so keep getting more cost. I guess at the beginning, I thought it was just going to be one whole like kind of package. Lot. Yeah, and then they just keep adding more things on top. I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah, literally. We didn't even know if we could do the uh, we. I'm talking about we, yeah. but I mean we as the family. You know, we yeah. didn't even know if Jail could have. I mean, had the money for blood transfusion, but we've yeah. luckily scraped it together. And she's so she's going to have it, and she doesn't have to wait for it. It's going to happen on Monday, and then. Uh, we have to think about raising money for the brachytherapy, which is the internal radiation that she needs, which is like kind of the most crucial part because it's directly targeting where the cancer started. Yeah. Yeah. So how much do we need to raise? Like 50 grand? Yeah. 50 grand for that in five weeks, maybe? Not even five weeks because I did two weeks. We have three weeks. We have to pay by October 15th. Yeah, so we kind of need a miracle. So I'm just <laughs> going to put that there. We'll continue the mental health conversation. Mm-hmm. Courtney is looking hella stressed because there's noise upstairs. It's not that deep, babe. It's not that Tea deep, sorry. She's in her feelings. <laughs> it's my life. I live. Just, like, Courtney is literally like the perfectionist. I was saying to her, <laughs> she's like packing away the mics and she like put them away. And I came across something and I was like, oh, these look fancy. It's like walking into a Christmas present before you get the Christmas present. I'm like, oh, we're going to look and see what's in these boxes. And it was the mics. And I was like, of course, Courtney, <laughs> Courtney them away. That. So like, someone's got to do it. <laughs> like a pattern. Someone, I need to be this organized person. You I know? love it though. In the madness that's going on right now. Oh, do you think that's your thing? That's like your coping mechanism? I think it might be. Without, I never thought of it until like this moment right now. But yeah. Like I need, you, put, you put your effort into... Um, I think it makes me more stressed out if there's like a load of shit everywhere, which is quite hard in this house anyways. but That's so um, interesting. But that's like today we were making dinner and Courtney's (laughs) like... I'm not washing up. Nemi keeps leaving things. And <laughs> not just Nemi, Imran as well. Well, yeah. But then she like takes up all the stuff and just washes it anyways. And I was puts like, do you know why <laughs> I left stuff though? It's because I washed up a whole heap of stuff when I came to the house and I hadn't been here. And then I've, I've washed up a couple of times obviously since then. And then I was like, you know what? I've just washed up. I don't want to wash up these plates from the kids from breakfast. So I just left them there. So FYI, you're our... Um, <laughs> dishwasher broke so we're now living that yeah. life and we live there's we're in my mum's house which is housing about 100 million people in it at the moment so there's a lot of washing up and we don't on. get it fixed till friday friday it's so exciting all the time but anyways oh yeah so that's what you've been using i guess so but i never thought of it being a coping mechanism until now do you think you have other coping mechanisms um what just to the current situation right now or just mental health anything that you've noticed that you use to cope or kind of like rituals or you know like people have ocd and that's their way of i really like doing like voice notes and just um getting out my feelings through that if i don't have someone to speak to at the time i think it's i don't like you know writing for me is long because you know i love a voice note so i I do a voice note instead do you do that because you need to do that no i like write stuff i like writing oh yeah yeah you do 
but like I I like doing it and I normally kind of drift off to sleep after that if I've got a lot of things going on in my head that's how I cope with it or do you know what's really random having a dark like a shower in the dark it's so weird it's really calming and you put some good music on I don't know what it is yeah like a candle oh my god I did that in my bathroom and it was yeah amazing had a little spliff in the bath with a candle on and stuff and I was like is it your new place or this this yeah yeah. my new place yeah yeah. and I was like <laughs> this is the fucking life, but I, that's a very healthy, healthy yeah. coping mechanism. Do you yeah. have any unhealthy? Because being too like too much of a perfectionist or having everything like super, super, super organized yeah. can become OCD, and obviously OCD yeah. is an unhealthy way. Of I don't coping. think I'm proper OCD. I just think, no, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's I tend, your thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like. Because I'm affectionate, then I'm I give myself more of a hard time. Like recently, because work's been stressful, and then we've been, I really want to get this podcast going and stuff like that. Like I stress myself about it when really it's not that deep. Like yeah. it will like I'll just then start overthinking about situations and stuff like that. But you used to be so bad. <laughs> I know. Remember when you used to overthink so much and get so stressed out? And I used to cry loads. I remember. You were very highly strung. But I also feel like that was the pill. Because ever since coming off that, I've never been... And also, like, surrounding yourself with good people as well has Mm. helped. Yeah. Um, Because I was was a little bit younger then. I was still kind of finding my feet after uni and stuff like that. I just moved to London for Mm. my placement year. So it was a lot of changes going on. So there's like a mixture of things, I think, but I'm glad I'm kind of out of that. I think definitely, I definitely think, yeah, I think through things a lot more clearly and I think before I speak a lot more and stuff like that. We love some growth. Just growth. (laughs) Loves it. It's been good. What about your healthy and um, coping mechanisms? I was just like, what? The sentence made no sense. But um... your healthy, unhealthy coping mechanisms. <laughs> what? Um, Oprah, but not quite. You know where I'm most like from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly don't know what my mechanisms are. Like, I know I have some. I know what one and of yours is. What? Not eating. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I have another one of yours. Okay. Well, Wait. sniffing dicks. <laughs> but I don't do that that much anymore. Like, oh, I, yeah, I have a When Jael came to London, okay. Courtney, we have to tell the people. Yeah. <laughs> when Jael came to London, she, she she used to walk around with like a stick of, no, it was a pot, a pot of Vicks. Yeah, it had People a, it must know, what, they might not know what Vicks is, but it's like. Like vapor rub. Like vapor rub. Yeah. And she had a little pot, like a travel size pot. And she used to just like quickly whip it out and put it under her nose and smell it and then put it away. Then she found a little, what was it? Sniffy pen. Uh, yeah, the little, yeah, the little round stick, thing. Like, the yeah, the vapor stick. And she portable. literally <laughs> just used to whap it out. Like, quickly. <laughs> and sometimes, <laughs> if she thought you weren't looking, you would catch her doing this. Just loads of sticks. Yeah, I would just look a little smart. Like, I would just do one long inhale and just, like, wiggle it under both nostrils. <laughs> and just be like... 
and like the, Nemi would catch me a lot and just like staring at me <laughs> and the kids would always see you and Eli wanted to have your <laughs> your, vapor your vapor roll yeah and I was like this is this is too much <laughs> now my children want one of those because they keep seeing you do it yeah because they came when Eli brought it upstairs the time they like fell out my pocket he brought it upstairs and he was like you left this in the chair and I was like oh thanks and he was like I sniffed it. I brought it. <laughs> I brought it to. I told him to bring it to you because I caught him sniffing, sniffing it. it. <laughs> so I was like, "Go and give that back to jail." How did you even no. get into sniffing vapor rub? How does that? How did that? Well, I I kind of started like it's just also like my, my gateway to drugs, but um. <laughs> no, it just yes. Kinda, what did it start? With it kind of started because um, I would feel like really anxious, anxious, so I feel really nauseous and. Then, like, my granny was, like, um, just, like, rub fix. Like, just rub fix in your chest or whatever. And it, like, just as mentholated and pepperminty and, like, you know, just mm. chill out. And then I... Kind of like a spliff. Yeah, yeah, rub. yeah. And I, like, just, I, I would do it. I would just put it on my chest. And then I was, like, uh, I don't really like how it feels, but, like, I like how it smells. So if I just sniff the pot... Then it's the same thing. So, so just, you found comfort in it. Yeah, like yeah. it was just it was just comforting to me to have that smell there. So I would sniff it, and then obviously, like everybody looks at you weird when you're walking around with like a little pot of Vicks. So that's why I found the little like vapor. I just loved it though that you were trying to keep it inconspicuous, like quick, <laughs> two quick sniffs and put it away. <laughs> just like, so I can think of loads of your unhealthy ones. Yeah, I know. I don't think. I think I don't think they're unhealthy so i don't notice but like or weird okay what about weird because you you do know that vix is weird like sniffing the vix well yeah i guess yeah if you consider it weird you know it's just my life <laughs> i know <sauce>. but <laughs> um i don't know what do i do i definitely definitely know that i am a very um like self-destructive person i'm like a very I'm very destructive to myself. If I see things are going like really good, I am gonna mess them up because I think that I have this like self-sacrificing spirit where I'm just like, I am gonna give up to make it easier for you. Like literally I'll have this about like living. I'll be like, my family's so sad and it's because of me. Like if I died, they wouldn't be so sad anymore. And like, obviously that's the most warped point of view because the whole reason you're sad is because you don't want me to die. But like, in my head it gets all warped and twisted and I'm like, you're sad because I'm sick. So if I'm not sick anymore, you won't be sad anymore. And obviously I can't just wake up and be like, I'm not sick anymore. So if I just died, it ends. Yeah, so that's just my, that's just my Is that how you feel thought. about the cancer thing? Yeah. Okay, wait. <laughs> let me get this straight you think to yourself people will be happier if you're not sick yeah right so what's the solution to that you you die from the sickness <laughs> no i know that that's what i know that that's what that's why i'm laughing when i'm saying it i i I'm sane enough to tell you that the insane thoughts I have are insane. Yeah. Like, I am at a point in my mental health where it is fucked up, but I can tell you objectively, like, that I know that my Mm. thinking is wrong. Which is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I can tell you that I know it's wrong. It's not, like, so bad that I 
can go off and kill myself on that thought mm. because I can rationalize myself down like, Jal, that makes no sense. They're sad because they want you to be better, not because they want you gone. That doesn't solve the problem. That just makes a whole nother problem. So I can mm-hmm. rationalize that with myself, but I still have the thoughts. Yeah. Like it just gets very cloudy yeah. in my head. It's like having suicidal thoughts, but being able to tell people that you have them. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. So being then, self aware like, is really important. Yeah. yeah. And I, That's I good. kind of think it's hard though to be so self aware because, like, even with me not eating, which I know is a coping mechanism also, um, I can talk to myself about it and I know that I'm doing something wrong and I know that I need to eat. And I'll be like, Jal, there's no way that you are not hungry. Because mm. I'll tell myself mm. that I'm not hungry. And that's just how I keep going. But I'm just like, there is no way you have not eaten for the day. So, like, you have to be hungry. You have to eat. And then it's kind of annoying. Because then, like, the self-destructive part in me wants to not eat and be depressed. And just curl up in bed and be like, everyone hates me. Like, I hate myself. I want to just cry all day. But then there's just this voice in the back of my head that's like, Jal, shut up. Go and have a bath. Go and get some juice. Like, yeah, go, go and, and do, eat. Yeah, go for a walk. Go and do something. And like, it always kind of knows what to do to fix it. Yeah. And sometimes I don't want to fix it. I just want to be sad and indulge in it. But you can't because you know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's very annoying to be so conflicted in your head. Just mm-hmm. be fighting with yourself. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. I really I get the eating one though. I don't eat as much when I'm really sad. The only reason why I try and make myself because of the gym. So <laughs> these days I before like, I, I don't would never eat. I understand people who have that because I'm the opposite. I'm literally like you eat. Yeah, yeah I'll eat. I'm the, yeah. I'm always the opposite. I love that for you because I don't love that for me. I mean, I don't love it my way for me because it mm-hmm. sucks. Deep. I know. But like, <laughs> Nami hasn't spoken about her like your mechanisms yes i have a few i do have a lot um i self-sabotage quite a lot i use food i use drugs (laughs) i use i don't want to say this out loud because my mum's gonna listen but sex i'm gonna say it to a degree to a degree um because I kind of go through the list and obviously the most accessible is food. So, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And I don't yeah. like actively go through the list. I'm just like, the first thing is like food. If food's not available, then it will be like a spliff. <laughs> and then it will be like sex. <laughs> and then it will be like all together. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, yeah. But I've, yeah. I used to... I used to have an eating disorder and that was like, I used to use the, the, the um, like binging and purging as a coping mechanism to help me feel. I don't mm-hmm. know, it's very weird. It's very weird. I'm so glad I'm over that, you know? People's mental health problems developed so much over COVID. Oh my God, yeah, 100%. Yeah, during like multiple lockdowns, so much uncertainty, people lot, dying left, yeah. right and centre. A lot of people like, that took, took their lives during that time, you'd hear about it all the time. But people were just so alone, like, it yeah, just, I, some people, like, people are their outlet, like, yeah. yeah. 
they I, can't see I think people. I can see that. Or just being inside all the time, like yeah. when you're in your head all the time, nothing good comes out of it. So like being in your house all the time also, nothing good can come out of it. Mm-hmm. And then obviously people like, they said about even like domestic abuse and stuff like that because people were around each other so much. Yeah. And, like it went up crazy during that time. Like there's so many different factors to it. Yeah. And, I I did bulimia recovery mm. through um, lockdown. And I really like, I'm happy that I did it. But like, I wish, you know, if I could do it again, I wish I could have done it through like normal times because I think it would have mm-hmm. been so much easier because COVID, being inside every day and mm. being around children every day and being tired every day. <laughs> you just wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was interesting, but worth it for yeah. sure at the same time, you know, a lot of eating. do you think um, our parents had the same well, our parents obviously didn't have the same awareness of mental health, but do you think our parents went through their own mental health struggles? Yeah, for sure, but I just feel at the time because no one spoke about it, that was just like life to them like. There's not a stigma around it really as much anymore. People, no. A lot of people do talk about it. I mean, there is always some type of stigma. But that's actually quite recent because I remember when I did, a, like, before I had children, I was working in a job, which was, like, maybe six years ago, so not that long ago, or seven years ago. And um, I was really struggling with my mental health and my eating disorder, and I got put on, like, loads of disciplinaries because... I was struggling Mm -hmm. and I couldn't like be on time and I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that. I was just all over the place. And I had to go and get sent for like an assessment thing. And they, they didn't, they, they told the company I was working for that I was struggling slightly with like my mental health and stuff. And then they didn't care and they fired me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was only like seven years ago. So I also think it's, I think it's um, crazy when it comes to our parents because, like, sometimes I'll talk to my mother about, like, my mental health and obviously she'll want to help, but, like, she just actually doesn't understand, Mm. like, some of the concepts and, like, the concepts of, like, having depression or having, Mm -hmm. like, not that it's just, like, I feel sad it's like deeper than that so like when you speak about having depression and the fact that like you saw me yesterday and I was laughing but that doesn't mean that I'm not depressed or it doesn't mean that I'm like not suicidal just because I'm like smiling and talking like that concept kind of like is a lot for her she doesn't really understand how you can have good days and feel like that because in her mind she's just like if you feel like that, you should feel like that all the time because it's, like, such a bad feeling to have. Yeah. It shouldn't be something that you can, like, push away. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, like, crazy how much awareness of mental health has, like, advanced in Mm -hmm. this space of time. Like, it's not even that big a space of time. Like, Mm. she's not that much older than me. She's, like, what, had me when she was 26? Mm -hmm. So it's, like, not that much time and like it's progressing so much and like yeah. people are learning to accept it 
without thinking that like something's wrong with them like you yeah. can you can just know that you can reach out for help like how therapy was like for crazy people yeah and nobody went for therapy and now everyone goes for therapy yeah. like therapy is just therapy is life a necessity mm-hmm. <laughs> like to get through life yeah it's just it's very crazy for me to think about how much how that wasn't accessible and like the thoughts they used to have about people that felt like me back in the day that would get like locked in asylums and like yeah, yeah, yeah. shock therapy and I don't even know like t- tortured and like mm. they just felt like what is normal for me but you know what's so crazy though is that like firstly depression is a weird one because people people use that word so loosely like yeah. oh mm. I have depression whatever but Everyone can have, I guess, periods of depression, but when you live with depression, it's a completely different situation, mm-hmm. right? You're you're not just depressed for a period of time and then you like get up and move on, whatever. It's not, it's not, um, it's not specific to things happening in your life. It's just kind of like general, yeah, mm-hmm. it's general life yeah. feeling depressed. Um, and people, I think, don't really understand that. No. Well, I think obviously more people are understanding. Yeah, that. more people understand it, but I think it's a hard concept to understand if you don't have it. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah, because it's like I feel sad sometimes. Is it kind of like that? Yeah, you just kind of relate it to what you know, but mm. it doesn't. I think it's the same as like me right now having a chronic illness. Like people don't understand it. Like yeah, you can feel bad for me. You can like say that you understand being sick, but like. I don't feel sick. So like a lot of people don't understand the fact that I am living with the fact that I just am sick and not that I feel sick. So it's mm. just hard to, to rationalize things that you just haven't been through. Yeah, it's very true. It's yeah. like if you don't know, if you haven't lost anyone before, yeah, then yeah. you don't know how to talk to someone who's yeah. had a loss or felt a loss. So yeah, I hear that. That's exactly what depression is. Because I used to, more people understand it now because I also have depression. And um, I just felt crazy when I didn't really know what it was. Did you not? I just was like, why am I feeling like this all the time? Like, I feel so shit. I didn't get out of bed for four days one time because I felt so shit. Mm-hmm. Literally didn't wow. even get up to eat. I don't know. I never do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. <laughs> 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 but um, it just makes you crazy and then i had therapy you haven't had therapy not really no she need i have mm. like bits of therapy but yeah it pisses I... me off that you haven't had therapy but obviously in barbados it's not as accessible is it uh, yeah it's like not the same it's not the same i feel like people don't go for therapy there like how they do here so it's still kind of like taboo to go for therapy in a way yeah because let's talk about the mental health um what is it mental health just like in the caribbean yeah mental health mental health here is way different to mental health to me in the caribbean because i don't know i feel like all the weirdo children like what (laughs) like me like my group of friends like we were all weird and like we all had misfits yeah right Mm. like we all kind of had mental health problems like not all the same and like everybody varied but like something was all wrong with us but like thinking about it stuff was probably wrong with like the popular children too they just didn't 
say anything. But I feel like all the people that openly accepted that like I have daddy issues or like something's <laughs> wrong with me were like all the misfits of the generation and like always the outcasts and never really like included in stuff and people just thought you were generally weird. Yeah. Um so that was kind of like my group of friends and I don't think any of my friends had been to like therapy at that point. Um they just kind of were dealing with it or like we kind of were each other's support. And Did then any of your friends go to therapy? Eventually like as we got older and mm. they were like responsible for themselves but like not really. Most people just kind of deal with it and be like it is what it is. Like this is just me. This is just how mm-hmm. I am. And a lot of Caribbean parents are still under the misconception that like I clothe you, I feed you, I send you to school. I don't know why you depressed that like, you don't have a reason mm. so I'm not acknowledging it like you're fine mm. stop being miserable get up and go outside mm. you good or like you know the concept of you want something to cry for like and you're saying like yeah there's nothing to cry about so it's it's kind of like that it's kind of the hush hush of like stuff being wrong with you or it's like a joke like people joke about it like ha but people mm-hmm. don't even want to get help in the Caribbean because they're afraid of what other people will think yeah a lot of gossip is very big so like everybody knows and like people have scares of like you go to somebody and they're like still going to tell the neighbor who tells the neighbor who tells like your uncle's granny's friend that goes to the same market as your mother (laughs) and like it just yeah like everybody just knows yeah um because word travels like everybody just knows everybody's business and so you worry about exposing yourself to like healthcare workers because you don't know if it's gonna get told like I feel like most people like therapists and stuff aren't gonna tell your business I don't like I feel like they'd be professional and yeah, not tell it exactly exactly on the island but I think it's just it's just the fright and then of people like just judging you in, in your communities because <laughs> because you are mental but like I feel like you guys will have a different experience of that because yeah yeah you're for in sure. the UK yeah hundred percent word doesn't travel like that yeah well word doesn't travel like that also I think people are not as afraid to reach out for help mm-hmm. obviously the help is more accessible even though we do complain about like long NHS waits yeah. for therapy and anything. But we can, there are like services where you can pay like a minimal fee to get mm-hmm. therapy. So it is, if you really need therapy here, you can get it. But maybe for a lot of people, it's not high on their priority list. Whereas yeah. for me, I've learned it's part of my like self care package. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I have to have as like an ongoing yeah how often do you have therapy i have therapy every week oh every week yeah and i have breaks like i'll have a couple months break and then i'll start back Mm. up again and stuff um but mainly because like the last couple of years has been really hard (laughs) yeah of course yeah Yeah, so it's coincided with like a really hard time life-wise but also because I decided I wanted to like grow, you know, I didn't want to stay like in the same shit, doing the same shit over and over. So I was like, fuck this, I'm getting therapy. 
I kind of would like to go to therapy. I think you should do it. I think you should. Yeah, even though I'm like not really mentally struggling, I just think it would be good to go. I think it just is like a boost for everybody. Like you don't yeah. even have to have a problem. Just yeah, you don't. You know. I know, but it will open your eyes up to like why you are the way you are and why you think the yeah. way you think. And that's like you said, self awareness is the best thing, right? Yeah, I definitely think you should do it. Well Shout done. out to frontline therapists. This is not mm. an ad, but. <laughs> I got my therapist through Frontline. I've had two different therapists from there over the space of like a year and a half. And like, they're honestly amazing. It's a black owned business, but it just basically allocates you therapists uh, who are in their last year of training Mm. and they need to do like a placement and you pay what what you can basically. Mm. Barbados is not as developed as people would think it is. I think obviously uh, probably a lot of these listeners are from Barbados, but there are obviously a lot of other listeners that are not from Barbados. And so when you think of Barbados, you're like, hmm, white sands, sandy beach, da da da, that kind of situation, cocktails, sunrise, mosquitoes, fucking saltfish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, oh, but love Shaq. That's lit. No. <laughs> 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 could not um, get my words out then that's um that's what people think about but obviously like living in barbados the reality of it is very very different to what uh tourists might think it is yeah because you obviously don't have to deal with the um the like, internal aspects of barbados mm, the politics yeah so like facilities are like not computerized like i'm just trying to think of something like that's like basic here like the library no let's talk about when you had to go in and for all your stuff for can for the cancer yeah but stuff. that's like way deeper i'm just talking about like just things that affect everyday life that you don't think about oh, okay like, like how library. yeah like you can't fucking like have a computer system that tells you what book you took out it's literally a cardboard in the front of a book that they write the date on that you have to return it and then when you bring it back they take a little card and then write that you brought it back and put it back in the book and put the book on the shelf it's a whole like filing system like i just think that that that's so can i just think dumb it is dumb but the fact that like there's even fucking power cuts for about half a year oh yeah that Mm. i mean I'm not going to say that that's, like, normal because obviously that's not normal. But, like, after the hurricane and stuff, yeah, the power was off for a week before I left Barbados. Like... Oh, my gosh. There was no power. And it really sucked. Everything went bad in the fridge. Like... And that was the whole island. Yeah, like, people's power started what coming What about, on. like, hotels and stuff? Do they... Well, hotels have generators. Of course they do. So they weren't struggling with us, but... You see what I mean? That's like the the gap in that is crazy. Yeah. Actually. So the tourists are probably yeah, the tourists living were, their best life. Yeah, they were fine. The are heated. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, like the whole island, if you didn't have a generator, your power was off. And it just, it was really hard. Like you don't think about how many things you need electricity to just function. Most things. Yeah, like everything. Like you can't do anything. <laughs> It's hot. You can't turn on the fan. 
it's dark you can't turn on the freaking light like and all the street lights obviously were off so you're getting home and, and it's, you're in pitch black yeah it's dark and it's literally pitch black did you just go to bed at, like like there was nothing else to do like you just no tv i like when i got home i used to have to like turn on my phone light to walk down the road to find the house because it was literally black because obviously i'm like down in the bottom like by the sea and stuff so there was not even that being in town would make a difference because like there was still no lights but there were like no cars passing to give you light so you're just Mm. in the pitch black and i'm just like oh my gosh please don't murder me like (laughs) just trying to get home and you just like have to get home and then when you get home you can't cook because like you're in the black and there's nothing in the fridge because the fridge is off so you had to like bring home dinner and then you'd have to like light a candle or something and just like eat dinner in the candle light that's how you know it's a developing country that's a stupid question that we asked and then you have to like just be up and like i don't know talk to each other in the candle light we have to actually (laughs) interact yeah and then it's just like blow your candle and go to bed because there's nothing medieval times oh my gosh the water was like getting cold because by nighttime, like, I don't know, everybody bathing using the hot water mm. from the solar heater. And then it's like cold water, you have to take your candle to the bathroom to bathe because if not, you're in the dark. Like medieval time. Yeah, it literally felt like I was like walking through my castle <laughs> with my little candle. Your lantern. Little- yeah. <laughs> you know how that feels because this house, the electricity keeps tripping. However, this is just a house where the electric goes out, not a whole island. Yeah. 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 We only have that and we just quickly turn it back on. Yeah, now we figured it out. But before... Just about. Sort of sit there. It cuts out a couple of times a day sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys haven't done it in a... Oh, let's not just touch wood on that. I just... Like, it's been a couple of days, actually. It's been nice waking up with power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd wake up and my, my TV light, light would be off. Like, my alarm clock wouldn't have gone off. So, thank God I have my phone. Yeah. I'd, like... The other day I had to wake up Imran because I could not go down those stairs because I was scared that some demon was She had a demon in. calling her. It, it woke her up. It was 2 a.m. in the middle of the night and I woke up randomly. Oh. And then I went and I stood at that door and I was like, I cannot go I down there. Really what was can't it? I be dealing with that. I but I did it the other day at 5am when I was getting up for the gym but I was just like, I've just like, I've got this. So I was like, give myself a little pep talk. <laughs> like, and I did it. But yeah, this house needs to be rewired, man. But Big woman Courtney, <laughs> doing the damn thing. I know, and how to put the power on. I've just learned so many life skills since being here. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Preparing me, me for life. Yeah, pet like this is adulting. Yeah, real life adulting, which is also takes a toll on your mental health, doesn't it? It does for sure. So many things to think about. I literally Honestly. feel like I have about a million to do lists all the time. And then, you know what I've recently noticed is sometimes when I feel very overwhelmed with how much I have to do, I don't do anything. I feel yeah. like that's a lot of us. I, yeah, <laughs> I definitely do that. I was well, yeah. Thinking, everyone yeah, does. everyone does it. Like, if it's too much to do, you just do nothing. Yeah, it's too what much. is that about? Because I literally, I think if you spent a good half a day banging out all the things that you needed to do, you would have tackled some of your to-do lists. But then, because the to-do lists, lists, plural, are so fucking long, you just sit there on your bed and watch Netflix. <laughs> or yeah. scroll on your phone for like hours and hours and yeah. hours. That's a coping te- um, mechanism. Yeah. Scroll, yeah. Necessary scrolling, sure. which obviously everyone does. Yeah. 
and it's not i want a digital detox i think our island should um no i don't know when i'm gonna be able to do that (laughs) maybe like january a digital detox like the whole of january because it's like the new year oh i just i feel like i've got oh what do you mean like turning your phone off or like going to a retreat like a oh like sorry i thought you meant for like a period of time like you know you delete everything and just kind of yeah, no, I hear you. Um, but that would I be would, fun. I'll I try and put that time limit mail, on. Though. Oh my God, you're a Daily Mail person. I know, but I don't like Daily Mail, but like I have to read Daily Mail to see what shit they're spewing out to us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But sorry, I cut you. I can't remember what I was saying now. Oh, um, I have like those, you can have that thing where screen time notifications, so your app will go black, but I just press ignore and continue through it. Like They shouldn't have the ignore uh, option. Yeah, I know. just shut down. Yeah. Unless it's like you need to emergency call someone. Yeah, like, you made this decision, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that ignore button's a bit stupid because it's just like, after a while you just get used to it and it's just like, okay. Because yeah. you can do like one minute, then 15 minutes, and then now it's just like permanently off. <laughs> so guilty that's i just don't have them on anymore i just didn't see the point no it's wasting battery <laughs> is it wasting battery i know i need to start reading before bed again i never do that why not I just because you're on your phone. phone yeah and i'm an idiot i'm on my phone like a dickhead mm. <laughs> i really need to stop that because it's like i'm tired but i just want to be on my phone and what I find, I like, I fall asleep so easily when I read. I, like, literally be reading a book, my head will be, like, dropping. Yeah. And then I'm just like, cool. But then, the best at the sleep. same time, if I'm really into the book... Yeah, I then do you don't want to put reading. it down. Yeah. I'll still fall asleep, even yeah. if I'm really into it. Oh, like, no, I, I can't will, like, fight it. I will literally binge read. Like, I won't read for ages, and then when I read, I'm just like one book three hours we're gonna do it like i'm not breathing i'm not moving like if i move the book's coming with me you'll see me like cooking and have the book and i'm just like do you think you're a very um all or nothing person yeah definitely like i have extremes i don't have a middle i'm the same i don't know if you're as the same i don't think i am no i think you're quite i really admire how balanced you seem really yeah i love it like I love that we went away to a festival and you drank your protein shake. I love that you're like, I'm going to go get my food shop. I'm going to cook. Obviously, you have times where you're like, fuck it, I can't bother to cook. Yeah. But for the most part, you have balance. And I think that's great because I Mm. do not. I can't live that be that way where I'm like really strict on a diet or stuff like that. I have to do. Oh my God, watching Courtney diet is the best thing ever. She's so good at it. You have become quite because I've like taken time to understand nutrition and stuff. I've realised you can diet and still eat shit, but so I I can do it in a healthy way. I see rather than like like I'm gonna starve myself of all of these calories to get because I know also because of gym and stuff. If I do that, I'll lose progress. So then it's in a way that I've learned to kind of balance out food. So you have to like keep your protein up. Yeah, and um, I just hate when I see all these things on Instagram about diets and like people restricting food groups. Like you should never do that. Like it's bad for you. You can just have just have smaller portions of them. It's it's really not that hard. When people are like, oh my god, no carbs. I'm doing keto or something like that. Like it's actually uh, obviously it works. People do lose weight. Yeah, but, but it's I, it's not it's not good long term. Yeah, you, it's your body needs your energy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but also it's not sustainable. Yeah, of course term. not. And who can not eat carbs you for their life? You guys are on a I did a diet. 
<laughs> they're the diet. I do the most extreme <laughs> diets. Like this is why you're all or nothing. <laughs> yeah, like if I wake up and I decide I am vegan, you know how like you'll go down in the ladders and you'll be like, okay, like I eat meat, but I'm gonna cut out red meat and I'll just eat white meat, and mm. then I'll start eating white meat and I'll just eat veg, and then you like or like I'll just eat fish, and then you go down to just veg, and then you go down to like no animal. Cut down. I am literally like I am waking up and I'm eating nothing. But grapes for the next three days. I remember days. you saying about this. I did that to myself. That just sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like you to now. Me. Know, but I'm yeah, sorry. I woke up and I was like, just eating grapes. It's fine. My body will survive. It will get used to it. I like grapes. That was the hardest <laughs> thing that I ever did. It was Listen, so hard. Did you Why grapes? I did it for the three days because... Because it was that was the whole cancer thing. thing. It was like oh, is it? Yeah, I... it was like this book called the Grape Cure, and they were like, if you eat grapes, it like alkalizes your body, and then it kills the cancer, and you know. And I had to, I had a I had a cat scan the next week, and I was like, I have a week to get rid of cancer. <laughs> 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 so I was like, I have to go hardcore. I have to do this grape thing. And it's going to work. And I'm going to go for the thing. And they're going to do the scan. And they're going to be like, oh, sorry, mom. Like, we were wrong. You're fine. Which they probably would have done anyways. Because they suck. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, so I was doing that. And like, the first it was fine. I was like, yeah, I love grapes. I'm not hungry. Like, I was eating the grapes. And it had to be the seeded grapes. And you had to eat the seeds. I don't think I've ever had seeded grapes in my life. Seeded grapes, huh? like. We always get seedless ones here. Seeded grapes mm. are the big fat ones with the like thick skin and they're waterier than the other ones like you know how the other ones are like kind of tangy and sweet they're not like that they're they're the waterier so i started eating them and i was like okay this is fine like not my preferred meal right now but you know it's okay and then the second day i was like oh my gosh i am hungry like i don't want this today but i was like you know what you did the first day you committed like you're gonna do this so (laughs) i started eating grapes again and then by lunchtime, I was literally crying and I was just like, I need to eat food. Like, I need to eat food. And I watched all these people on YouTube talking about doing this three-day grape diet. And they were fine. And they were like, oh, yeah, I could go for another three days. This is so holistic and cleansing for my body. And I'm oh so close God. to God right now. And, I, and I'm like, how are you feeling like this? Like, I am feeling further <laughs> from God than I have ever felt in my life. If the devil came right now with a burger... I would be like, come. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so, like, I'm watching all these people and they're talking about how easy it is and, like, how holistic and pure they feel. And they can like, probably the feel worst their thing body thing detoxing. Yeah. And then by the third day, I think the third day is when I went in for the scan. Um, and I took my grapes in a little container and I had them. And then when I went for the scan, I came out. And I said, I was like, Rashad, let's go for like food because they did the scan. Whatever was in there is in there. Me eating grapes right now is not going to change it. Yeah. We need to go get food like right now. But then my body was like in shock because I just immediately took it off of food and put it on grapes. So then when I tried to eat food, like I think I had like so much air and like I had just been eating cold grapes for the last three days. And like my stomach was just a mess. And oh my god, a lot these days. Though. Well, yeah. yeah, but like trying to reintroduce food was really hard. I had to eat like boiled pea soups and like just... your mom literally called me when you were doing that grape diet and was like, "Emmy, you need to 
talk to Jael now. She's <laughs> doing this grape diet and da, 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 and she thinks she's going to get rid of the cancer and blah, 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 blah. Mm. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. I'm sorry uh, that my parents have to call you when I'm doing weird stuff, yeah, but you I did this. This is yeah, the I bed did. you made. Because when you talk about it, I am literally like, oh, yeah, that's me. Because there was like a running joke in the family whenever we used to go to our grandma's house for like special occasions. Oh, Nemi, are you still vegan? Or Nemi, are you mm. still vegetarian? Or Nemi, are you still not no, eating anything? Yeah, you wouldn't even <laughs> gluten at one point. Yeah, like no one. gluten because I just used to like, just drop drop out food groups like it was nobody's mm. business um but yeah i am very all or nothing yeah. and it's fucked me and i'm working on having more balance you know because i realize when i say no to myself i make it makes me want it more so then i just like go crazy <laughs> it's really bad that sounds healthy like <laughs> no i know but that's what like but i think that kind of mentality runs has it runs in my family. Yeah. Because my dad was very, very like that. And his mental health was mm. similar to mine, to be fair. So. I love that I didn't come from that side of your family, but you gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, but also. <laughs> are you right? Our side of the family has hella mental health problems and no yeah. To address them, I know so it's just, yeah. just it's, about that. It's that's very, another thing, isn't it? It's very hush hush. It's very, yeah. um, that never happened. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like all undercover. It's like that in a lot of like Caribbean families, yeah. Too. Just no one to talk about also... it, but we'll talk about it behind your back, yeah, and then never to your face. A hundred that is no, but I, I think, that is it's so I true. Think it also comes from like prominent families like olden day prominent families because i don't think like having prominence is a thing really now but like you know like the the old people that came from like families with money and they're like do you mean kind of wealthier families yeah like but with status with like status and like we're known for that like had some kind of yeah but off my like grandma's family grandma may wasn't like that I think she was light skin, so people were like, "Oh, light skin." She, but like, they kind of were like that. Like from meeting people that like grew up with like my grandfather. Mm. I remember I had a teacher at BCC. He was like a makeup teacher, and he grew up with them. And like he would talk about Grandma Me and how she was like very proper and like mm. just like stiff upper lip type lady no nonsense type lady like that's how she was and that is kind of like a thing like if you thought you were somebody important so like how colorism is so big and like she was light skin and she had like curly hair and stuff she would have had like she would have been known in her community as that and like have Mm. status as a result of that so then she would have carried that demeanor of like importance Mm. Mm. I think it's obviously it's like magnified in Barbados because it's definitely a problem here Mm. that stuff but I think it's I don't know it's so deep rooted in the Caribbean in Barbados in particular I know like that whole like being lighter is like being better obviously because everyone well most people are black there and most of the white people in Barbados are rich right yeah, kind of, well, kind of, not really. But, <laughs> like, no, they're, they're definitely, like, 
everyday majority. average mm. normal white people yeah. but there are a lot that especially ones that come from overseas and like settle in Barbados so their families have like money from overseas yeah. are the majority of the wealthy people on the island white yeah most probably yeah okay cool. okay and but I don't think the colorism thing is especially prominent in Barbados when you have countries like Jamaica where like Oh, of course. Bleaching mm. is like yeah, yeah, yeah. such yeah. a big thing. Obviously, people do do it in Barbados also, and it is a thing. But like throughout the whole Caribbean, there's just like this caste system of you try to get as light as possible and like try to distance yourself from darkness because you think that makes you better. And it's sad to see that it's like 2021 and people are still living like that where they think that they need to do that. And I didn't, I didn't really think about the process of bleaching before and like how it feels but i didn't know that it, like you can actually get burns from it and mm-hmm. like no, listen yeah. i bleach my facial um hair mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not the skin it's just the hair <laughs> and i just sometimes you leave it on for like a minute too long and it burns mm-hmm. and you have to wipe it off and it like leaves red marks yeah. on your face i've never like properly burnt it but i can only imagine what skin bleaching yeah that like. has to yeah. feel crazy that has to actually oh. burn. And like, I just see people doing it like nothing. They'll just like lather it on and like, I don't know if you sleep with the products on or I don't really know yeah, how I don't you really do know. it. But it's just like, it's 2021. Like, why can't we just embrace ourselves and not damage our skins to that degree trying to be something you, that we is it aren't? Because people, on a day to day basis, people get treated better if they are lighter i i guess it's kind of like the whole pretty privilege kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like that situation so like if you're light-skinned you're automatically good looking yeah so like some people that just really look questionable that are considered very good looking <laughs> and the only <laughs> the only, the only thing for them is light skin yeah oh wow mad that's what I meant. It's like more magical. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. here we've got more of a movement where it's like black is beautiful and it's definitely, yeah. you know, it's on the come up. It's not all the way come up, but it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and as that happens, especially because America affects Barbadian trends a lot. So like as that happens in the US and like you saw a whole natural movement happen and like everybody was yeah. coming off of like relaxers and stuff and like people are picking up on it and being like prouder to be black and it's like, honest way obviously they're all we're always going to be like a little bit behind the other countries because Mm, we're just like a small island island that doesn't have that much impact Mm. but it is it is coming in a way that people are starting to become prouder of like who they are and what they look like and that's good where they come from and stuff so it's good to see that and it's good to see people not like trying to cling to not being black like people just always wanted to be like I'm mixed. <laughs> I'm not black. Mm. Yo, I look at when I was growing up and that was like the thing that was in. If you looked exotic mm. and like it you I don't know, it's it's weird. You you're kinda of, you grow up with that. Everyone likes you just because like you're light you're light, you're mixed race, you have curly hair. You know what I mean? Did you mm-hmm. did you you didn't experience not that. really no Courtney <laughs> is white passing sorry I'm looking and talking to you like you would experience that too but you didn't not well, really that's what I had a lot of well like but it's not I don't think it's so much like that because people are really embracing what they are 
You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. But then, like, how was it for you growing up? Because obviously you're a white passing, so nobody's going to really... White passing and growing up in Cambridge where... When you were growing up, there were yeah. not a lot of black people around. Like, I th- think there was, like, two black... No, they were only mixed. I don't think there was any really full black people at my school. Sometimes, I think, maybe once or twice, depends when they were here. And did people know that you were not white? Um, if I hadn't told anyone, they... But people did know. Because, obviously, do you know what? You'd have, like, parents' evening, obviously. Oh, and then your dad would turn That must have been such a shocker for so many people. Do you know what? I, I used to, like, really enjoy it because, like, I've always been so... Probably even more close to that side of my family than any of, like, my... Like, obviously, I have my aunties and my uncles, but I don't have any cousins on that side of the family, like, you guys. On your mum's side. Yeah, so I would always talk about it to my friends. I was almost kind of, like boasted about it because I just love I was just so proud of it but like I don't think it really defined me do you know what I mean but I didn't really fit in at school though I feel like until I went to uni I found all the type of friends I have a good mixture of friends now that's because uni is obviously way more diverse yeah exactly so yeah you yeah. really came into your own after you yeah um, I think finding people that compliment me in different ways where I didn't like, like when you're in a when you grow up in kind of like a small village, you're just kind of forced to be with those friends, and you may they they may not necessarily be your your actually type of friends until you when I, until I went to uni and I was like wow these people are like they're like me they're like me <laughs> do you know what I mean so did you ever feel like you got treated a bit differently because um you your dad was black maybe I don't know maybe it's like a subconscious thing like from other people I don't really know I wouldn't say that I never... didn't really notice it to an extent where you notice it like yeah and it made an impact on you yeah I feel like I've ever probably brought up stuff people obviously couldn't relate um and stuff like that even like people saying about my music being chavvy and stuff like that like they wouldn't get that yes. yeah mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and like my friend's Actually, at one point, would there was like a nickname my friend used to call me Niglet as a joke. <gasps> what? And I used to find it funny. I didn't get it. I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> but it's crazy. like you know, like back in the day when pe- obviously music came out and every like white people thought it was okay to say the M word until like now people kind of get they can't now. I know it's yeah. taken so long to get there, even though they probably knew they shouldn't, but. It was around that time. They thought it was And I was, yeah, I was young. I think this was when I was like um, about 15, 14, 15. When that was about. But I didn't see it. Well, that's less than 10 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) And you had a friend. (laughs) Yeah, that said that to me. Calling you Niglet. Yeah. As a pet name. Yes. No. It's actually crazy when I look back and I'm like. That is some wild shit and i didn't think it see it as a bad thing That's at some the time get out type of but shit. when i like don't you think yeah when i look back i'm like wow i let that run do you know what i mean well at least you know now <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's actually crazy did your parents know no 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 but that's crazy that like somebody that looks like courtney would get called that yeah but obviously they know 
Right. Like, they, these were like my close Right, obviously they know the background, but I just mean like, look at you as opposed to like, look at me and I'm mm. not even like dark. Mm. So then if you get these like, not even a microaggression, like that's literally an aggression. It wasn't mm. like, she didn't say it, it was like a little jokey thing. It yeah, wasn't, but yeah, that's, but that's still, how it's that's I know, still... I know, but like she didn't say it to me as a insult, It was more of like but... an ignorance. Yeah, it, yeah, that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. I'm not, okay. I'm not defending her, obviously, but... Yeah. um. It was an ignorance thing. Well, that's how it's so ingrained. Yeah, it kind of, it starts like that because people will drop comments and think that it's cute or it's funny to say things like, especially, oh my gosh, when my hair grows up to an afro, even family members (laughs) will drive me crazy with like the racist things that they say to me and think that it's cute. No, but even with my kids, right? With Aliyah, his hair is straight and the other two's curly. My one of, Many family members are always like, you've got such, such nice hair, Elias, such nice hair, because it's straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when they see the other two, they're like, is there any to cut? Looking razzy. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. that's literally <laughs> that is so true. That's how it goes, because, like, Giselle's hair is curlier than mine. My hair is more, like, will go to the afro. And I get told all the time, like, when are you going to do your hair? Like, when are you going to style your hair? Your hair looks so picky, like... Mm fix it and then for Giselle they'll be like oh my gosh she'll have her hair open the exact same way as me but because her hair like curls and falls down people will be like oh my gosh so cute like I love your hair what did you do to it today and I'm just like seriously like you two are so like I remember when you came to London this time and you had all the hair and I remember seeing you and being like wow look at all that hair it must be amazing to have Mm. all that hair Imagine. Why can I got has the most hair on her head in the world. <laughs> it's crazy. We've cut it. We've cut it all off. I cut it off for her, but um, I don't know why you did that. No idea. <laughs> what? Why did you do that? But your hair was so like, oh, it was great. Yeah, but I mean, like, I I have to cut it again though because it's growing up. But yeah, what do you want to do for that? I don't know. It's been like kind of fun, like. Obviously, um, my hair hasn't fallen out or anything because we had to stop chemo and all that. But, like, I have been so glad that I didn't have hair on my head while I felt sick. But this is why mm. we did it, right? Yeah. yeah. Because it was like, you couldn't be bothered to do your hair and you weren't even in treatment yet. So, yeah. yeah. Like, I literally thought that one day I was in the bed and I felt really sick. And I was like, I'm so glad that my hair is not touching me. Like, if my hair was touching me right now, that would be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Mm. Yeah, fuck having hair and having to look after hair and having to wash hair whilst you're, like, feeling like absolute shit. Yeah, my hair would just turn into, like, one big dreadlock. I think we should just shave it down. Obviously not bald, but just have it low. I don't know, I feel like I'd have to, like, hype myself up for that. I mean, I don't mind, because, like, obviously my hair got cut short, but, like... I just have to think about what I want to do next. It's just like too many options. The next chapter of Giles' <laughs> hair journey. Literally her yeah. hair journey is, I just love watching. One day it's like long and then you cut it, then your hair grows so fast. Yeah. And like you dye it red and you dye it pink. I swear I like live. And then you have braids. Let's just you do a new color locks. as well. Yeah, I want to do a color. I feel like that would be fun. But we like a fun this... color, like a yeah. bright color. Yeah, we need to do something fun. Something fun that makes me not look like how I feel. That's the next goal. Okay. We mm-hmm. can we can sort that out. 
Yeah. Just probably yeah. a good tennis ball head. <laughs> what, like bright green? Yeah. I am vibing. Okay, I'm not down with that. I'm not down with that. Courtney's not. She, she doesn't love me. She was just like, but no, but it's like really short though. Think about it. Or it could be like a blondie, like a, like a, like. Yeah, I'm or like a white. A white. Yeah, I feel like that'd be cute. But you have to have it super short. Yeah. Like your mum had it. But then it would grow so fast. Oh, that's the only problem, the roots. That's, my problem is like, my hair grows up so fast that if I dye it. That's not a problem. That is not a problem. You're just complaining about nothing. I wish my hair grew as fast as your hair. Your hair grows fast. Yeah, when it's short, then that, when it gets past a certain point, it's like, babes, mm -mm, <laughs> not today. I'm gonna take about a year to just grow past. Talking about hair, I did not realize Courtney's hair was so long until like. Yeah. It's just grown. Your hair's so long. I <laughs> know, I don't know how. I'm just bummed that I never got any curly hair, like, at all. Like, Reese has such beautiful hair. Like, his curls are so nice. <gasps> Why didn't I get that? Ugh. Genetics. Just the outcast. <laughs> no, you're not. If there's ever a civil disrupt, you will save your black cousins. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. going to be the one to get With my today. white passing. Yes, you'll be like, hello, I am white. <laughs> I've come to save these people. Oh, what it reminds it was that fucking. Is that Kylie Jenner Pepsi advert? <laughs> yeah, the that? Kendall Jenner thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> Have you seen it? So it's like there's like a riot going on, and like I think it's mostly like I think oh the black... Kendall Jenner one. Yeah, 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 and then she comes and saves it because she's a white person with her Pepsi, oh, and it yes, got actually. loads of like backlash. Negative. Yeah, but to yeah. be fair though, like. Does she not have people around her that would have advised her not to do that? And a lot of her sisters are dating black men. And yeah, and niece also, and like, like what, what? Most of what you do is from black culture. You take from yeah, exactly. Culture, so I think that's what it is. That's why people yeah. yeah. But would someone around her not just be like her PR or this whatever? Is like a her management, dead concept. Yeah, this is not the concept we're going to run with Pepsi. Sorry, <laughs> it's, this is not for me. Maybe they thought it was like a really good inspirational idea. You know, like when things sound really good on paper and then when you actually do them, it's like terrible, but you don't, you don't get to release. Yeah, but somewhere along the line, like you in mean production or it. a director or somebody, Kendall, uh, probably Kendall didn't think about it, but you know what I mean? Mm. Someone should have thought about it. Not too much. What does that say about the people above? They're mostly white because nobody thought about it. That's why. Yeah. And on that note, I think we're going to end the podcast. I think so. It's yeah. been a great one. I yeah. I really enjoyed this one. It's been good. We, um, oh, send in any questions or anything you want to know to, you can send it to our Instagram, which is at TNSBliff. Yeah. Or our email, which is TNSBliff at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So yeah, send some topics, answer. questions, anything really. All the things. All the tea. Yeah. Peace out. A town down. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>